It's our privilege to make these messages available to you. We pray that the Word of God will richly bless you. So let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. Praise God. If you're giving by cash, raise your hand. They will quickly get you an offering envelope. Please fill that out legibly so that we can read it. We certainly want everyone to get their credit for their giving at the end of the year. Psalms chapter 1. What's the first word? Let me try that again. Psalms chapter 1. What's the first word? Try that again. Psalms chapter 1. What's the first word? Let me try that again. Psalms chapter 1. What's the first word? You need to learn how to say that word. Amen. I mean, you need to learn how to say that word. You say, what do you mean? A lot of people never say that word. I say it all the time. I'm blessed. My wife is blessed. My house is blessed. My church is blessed. Our ministry is blessed. My body's blessed. My finances are blessed. Everywhere I go, I'm a blessing. If you don't learn to say, you'll never have blessing until you learn to say that word. Until you learn to say it over and over and over and over. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Say, my finances are blessed. Now notice, blessed is the man or woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Everybody say scornful. Some of you need to change seats. You're in the wrong seat, amen? You say, what do you mean? Listen, everybody fights financial challenges. Amen? If you don't ever fight financial challenges, then give that 10 million to the church real quick tonight so we can get that building going. Amen. But aside from that, everyone in here fights financial challenges. Now, this is what I noticed in my life early on. When I began to believe the, the Word of God and believe that tithing and offering would finance not only my life, but my ministry and everything that God has called me to do, that tithing and offering would do that. We begin, Lee and I begin to experience great financial ups and great financial downs. Now, in the downs, when you're in the downs, that's what's going to determine how far you're going to go up. Now, when you get down financially, if you shut down on God, you say, what do you mean? If you begin to criticize, if you begin to complain, I mean, even like this, if you start talking about your job, I'm telling you, they just don't pay me enough. I'm not making enough money. I don't have enough hours. I'm telling you, you're getting scornful. You're sitting in the seat of the scornful. If you're always talking about the money that you do have, well, I don't have enough to pay my bills, much less give anything or tithe. How can they expect me to do it? I can barely even pay my bills. You're scornful. And if you're scornful, you're not blessed. So Lee and I learned right off the bat, when our finances were up, oh, yeah, we're always talking big when our finances is up. But when our finances went down, we kept on talking big. We kept on rejoicing. We never complained about offerings we got. We never complained about how many of our partners didn't give that month. We never complained about any of that. We just kept rejoicing. We refused to get into the scornful seat. You say, why? Because the scornful seat will cause you your, cost you your blessing. Everybody say blessing. Say blessing again. So if you'll make a decision tonight, I'm not going to talk down my money. If I work at McDonald's for less than minimum wage, and I work 40 hours in a week and come home with an $85 paycheck, I'm going to thank God. I'm going to thank God. I'm not going to talk it down. I'm going to thank God. I'm going to be able to pay something. I'm going to be able to give something. He says he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Well, at least I've got some seed in my hand. I'm going to believe God next week it's going to be $90. 
I'm going to leave God the next week. It's going to be $110. See what I'm saying? You say, well, that's just having a good positive attitude. Exactly what it is. Exactly. That's taking the Word of God and allowing the Word of God to be preeminent over your circumstance. Because your circumstance is always, especially financially, your circumstance is always looking for an expression through you. Your lack is always wanting you to say, I ain't got it. Your inability to pay certain things always wants you to say, talk, talk, talk. You need to tell people. You need to tell someone you're broke. You need to tell someone you're not making it. Somebody needs to know. No, they don't. Let me just tell you right now. They don't need to know and you don't need to know either. All you need to know is that God will supply your need, that God will bless your life. If you will learn to trust Him financially, there's nothing that is impossible with God. He will break through upon your finances and you'll blink your eyes and a few months will go by, a few years will go by, and you will be abundantly supplied because God has touched your finances because you've done it God's way and got out of the scornful seat. Everybody say blessed. Say, I'm blessed and I love to give. Let's make a confession. Hallelujah. Hold your offerings up. Say it out loud with me. Here we go. One, two, three. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the seed you placed in my hand. Willingly and obediently, I sow it into the kingdom of God, thanking you, Lord, that it comes back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I claim every dime that I may need to meet my needs, and I claim increase, 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 and abundance above that. Devil, in the name of Jesus, get your hands off of my finances. Heavenly Father, I thank you. According to your word, angels are released on my behalf, bringing back to me that which my faith appropriates in Jesus' name. All my bills are paid. All my debts retired. We claim every dime we need to preach the gospel here on the island and around the world. Thank you, Lord, for our building. Now rejoice over that building. Thank you, Lord, for that building. Thank you, Lord, for that building. Thank you, Lord, for our building. Gentlemen, you can receive the offering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're studying, receiving from God. Last week we talked about being double-minded. How the Bible says double-minded men and women, people are unstable in all their ways and that they should not think that they would receive anything from God. So I'm telling you, it pays you not to be double-minded. Amen? I mean, you know, some people's minds are like cement. Thoroughly mixed, permanently set. (laughs) Amen? But you need to make a decision. You're going to begin to think God's way. You're going to begin to think God's thoughts about your health, about your finances, about your life, in every area of life, begin to think God's thoughts. I'm telling you, it'll free you up. Now, when it comes to receiving from God, let me say this. God desires for you to receive. Now, let me say that again. God desires for you to receive. You need to say that. Say out loud. God desires for me to receive from Him. Say it again. God desires for me to receive from Him. Now, the problem with that is that we've been so religiously brainwashed that literally thinking about God releasing His provision into our life is like thinking about winning the lottery. Amen? People just think, well, you know, 
I know somebody that won it. But I don't know if I ever will. I, you know, I had somebody approach me one time. They were at my house. They had done some work around our house, actually at another house that was being built. And uh, they had been to a few services here at Island Church. And they made a statement to me that they said, I'm so glad someone figured out how this God thing works. And I didn't know how to take that. Because that, that, that kind of reeks of, you know, you found out something nobody else knows and you flow in that and nobody else can have it, which is so wrong. It is so absolutely wrong to think that there are some people that God has favor upon and others that He doesn't. God loves everybody. God cares for everybody. God's mercy is extended to everybody. But there's a couple of principles that if you don't get them, it's not going to work for you. Number one, you're going to have to do it God's way. And a lot of people are just very resistant to that. As long as they think that they may be able to figure out some way they can do it their way and still get what God says they can have, then they're still trying to explore those avenues and those venues. But I'm going to tell you, it's not going to work for you. You've got to get into the Word of God and see what God wants, and you're going to have to see how He wants it. He wants you to believe Him, and then there is a way He wants you to believe Him. It is a system. There is a protocol. There is a process, and it's called faith. And I'm telling you, it's the most ridiculed doctrine on the planet. Now, I was thinking about this the other day. I was almost, I caught myself, thank God for the Holy Ghost. I caught myself in a conversation with somebody who was making some really strong negative statements about how I believe. And this, these individual, this individual is also a, quote, Christian. And I wanted to say this, but thank God the Holy Ghost checked me. But I wanted to say this. I wanted to say, has anybody ever opposed the way you believe? Because I know nobody ever had. Amen? How many remember when you used to believe in a particular way in Christianity that nobody opposed it? Nobody opposed it. Nobody opposed it. Nobody said anything about it. Other churches didn't oppose it. Society didn't oppose it. But I'm going to tell you, what we teach is opposed. Let me say that again. What we teach, there is opposition to that. Your family will tell you you're crazy. People that you work with will tell you you're crazy. Others will tell you you're out of your mind for going to churches like, what are you doing? And I always ask myself, if I'm going to a church where there's opposition to what they teach or preach, why is there opposition? Because Jesus talked about that. And he talked about the opposition that would come not only to his kingdom, but the way his kingdom operates. So opposition to the kingdom is a pretty good sign you may be a little closer to the kingdom than you think you are. Because I always look at opposition as a positive thing of those that really just don't have the information that I have rejecting out of their own ignorance what I teach or preach or what I believe. Because some of them I don't teach or preach to. They just perceive or think that they know what I teach or preach. Amen. Now, I want you to turn, if you will, in your Bible to the book of Numbers because when it comes to receiving from God, it's one of the most simple principles on planet Earth. 
It's one of the easiest things to do to receive from God. Now, let me ask you a question. How many people in here are saved? You're born again. Jesus is your Lord and Savior. If you were to fall dead right there in the chair, you'd go straight to heaven. How many, how many don't, you don't believe that? You know that. Raise your hand and wave it. How many know that? Now, let me ask you, how hard was it to receive? Now, let me ask you, now, come on, I, I want you to, to, to think about it. Uh, how hard was it for you to receive? I mean, was it some gargantuan task that you had to perform? Was it months of agony and pain? Was it, was it some great you know, endeavor that you just had to pour yourself into day and night, day and night, till finally you came out the other end and said, well, thank God I'm saved. Actually, it's pretty simple, wasn't it? Pretty simple. Now, that's the greatest thing you're ever going to receive. You're never going to receive anything greater than the salvation you currently possess. So why is everything else so hard? It's because we make it hard. Thank you for joining us. We trust you enjoyed the message today. For services and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.